0: that I love, actually, I, I'm super, super excited about. And it's speaking up. I, I was originally going to do speaking up and boundaries, but wow, that's such a big, gigantic topic. And uh, I know a lot of people are going to the dating workshop this weekend, and we have a pretty significant amount of time focused on the boundary issues. So I thought tonight I would focus, up, fo- focus specifically on speaking up. And how many people could use some growing in that area? Does anybody could use not, not where they'd like to be in the area of speaking up? When I s- talk about speaking up, I- I'm specifically thinking about having h- more difficult conversations with people in your life. The things that are hard to say, that might be making requests, confrontation, being you know honest, things like that. So in... T- T- you know, talking tonight, I want to talk about the benefits of it so that I want to talk you into stretching more in that area. And then I'm also going to talk about um, some, some really practical things on how to do it and how to ease into it. Because tonight we're going to speak about it, but it's something that takes a while. This isn't like a magic wand kind of a thing that you're going to hear one teaching and then you're the master of speaking up to people in your life. So I just want to stir enough for all of you to want to leave d- today with a sense of wanting to move to maybe the next level in this area of your life. Now, when we think about speaking up, one of the things that I think people relate to it is, is having the sense that if you're, because we're ta- we're talking about saying negative things to people. It's really easy to I mean, not really easy, but it's a lot easier to validate people, say what you like or what you appreciate, but it's harder to say the things that aren't quite so positive. But I think that the perception at times is that speaking up is almost something that is against a relationship rather than for a relationship. Have you ever thought that? That if you speak up, it's sort of, it's it's attacking relationship. Well, I want to today establish for you and paint a picture that speaking up about difficult things is actually the whole point of it or the the I mean people can say it to attack and to tear apart. I mean, it's definitely been done that way, but we want to look at doing it in a way that invites relationship and invites closeness. What are some of the thi- what are some of the things that are hard about speaking up? What are the things that get in the way? I'll take that what argument? That it could turn into something bigger and nastier. And what else? Taking care of people's feelings, worrying like that, oh, they're going to feel bad. Because that doesn't sound fun, right? You say something to somebody and if it's negative, all kinds of things can happen. They could cry. They could get mad. They could try and hurt you back. You know, there's... You don't know quite, you know, where this goes, and there are some possibilities that aren't really that positive. Any other things that, m- that make it scary as far as speaking up? They might be wrong. That's a good one. <laughs> you know, who am I to say anything, that kind of thing. Um, I want to talk about some of the, I'm, I'm going to assert that I believe not speaking up is more harmful to a relationship than speaking up. There, there are things, and we're going to talk about it, it's possible, and I under- so I do understand the fear, because I've had it happen to me, oftentimes, of speaking up where I've lost relationships, and that is feels terrible, you know, where you're honest with somebody, and they choose to walk away, but I'm going to, I really, really believe that it's more destructive, well, it's not destructive at all to speak up, but that... Not speaking up can be extremely destructive because what happens when you have things that bother you and you don't talk about them? Resentful, bitterness, all kinds of things. Because there's no such thing. I mean, like, we think, I mean, some of the brain, things that our brain goes through is, it it kind of relates to, um, you know, you think, oh, it shouldn't bother me. You ever thought that? That really shouldn't bother me. You feel stupid for letting something, it seems small, and you're saying, oh, it shouldn't really bother me, Um, that kind of thing. Uh, But it could cost, there's a way, there's a number of ways that not speaking up can, it will always cost you in relationship. There's no such thing as doing that in a way that it's going to help the relationship as far as closeness goes. For one, it costs you in the quality of the relationship because if there are things that you're not talking about that bother you with the other person, then the relationship isn't as meaningful as it could be. You know, it's not as close, it's not as intimate, there are things that you that that you don't know about each other. In fact, one of the things that it costs you is you not being seen as a person. You're not really being your full self or people where you're letting people really get to know who you are if there's tons of things that aren't getting talked about in a relationship. So uh, so people are missing out on you. That's one of the costs. It also results in distance. Have you ever noticed that, that if things are bothering you and you don't say anything, that you start pulling away? You know, you start avoiding the person, things like that. Um, And so it costs you in the relationship that way. Have you ever seen it, too, where, you know, you're not saying things, and all of a sudden there's sharp remarks that seem to come out of nowhere? You know, little, little about nothing. That's where the little things like, that's mine, or, you know, like those little kind of arguments, you know, come up. You get snappy or what have you because other things that aren't getting talked about are there, and so all of a sudden there's like these little sharp jabs. It can even ruin a relationship in like there's all these things that aren't spoken that you're shoving down and trying to pretend aren't there where you just, you just blow up. Have you ever done that where you just lost it and said, because it's just, there's a certain point that you just can't shove it down and, you know, and you're either going to walk away or you just blurt things out that are much more harmful and not problem solving. So... I think it's I think it's a big deal to think about how much it's costing us for not sharing the things that the difficult things in our relationships that we want to share with other people it gives so I want you to what I'm wanting, oh yeah, and here's some of the th- the self talk that gets you there is you're telling yourself, okay it, do, it shouldn't bother me, but if you're still thinking about it like a day later, it's not a small you know, it's, it's something that is enduring or if you're using it to tally things up where you go, you go to the place of saying, oh, see, and then this, and then it kind of forms like a ball of things like, uh, you're keeping an account, like a record of, of wrongs. Uh, so now you've got this whole big ball of complaints and it builds up. Um, But I want you to think about the purpose in speaking up and to change the way you're approaching it to say, I want to share the things that are bothering me because I want to be closer to somebody. Because I don't want those things getting in my way, because I don't want distance to be there, because I don't want resentment, and because I want to be known and I want to be seen. Because people in safe relationships, if you've got people that are safe in your life, that are relationships worth keeping, then people are going to want to hear and want to be close and want to understand because part of this is what would you how would you like to have it if a relationship with somebody else would you rather hear about it or not hear about it yeah does anybody yeah I mean I would say that isn't that ironic that it's fairly universal that people I mean I know sometimes people say I don't want to hear anything bad but I would say for the most part People really, really would rather hear something. Wouldn't you as a friend, if something was bothering someone that you cared about and it was building up, wouldn't you so much rather hear about it than have it be that that person pulls away from you or explodes or all kinds of other things? That hurts, doesn't it? You know, I've had people that have, you know, that's like actually been one of the things that I feel like I've been the most hurt by in people that I've cared about is when they've built resentments that I would have loved to have fixed. I would have loved to have talked and cleared up things. Sometimes those difficulties are just misunderstandings about intentions. You know, I said something and they thought that I had meant something else or or, you know, what have you. But if or I just hurt their feelings and didn't realize it. Or, you know, it could be all kinds of things. But Or there were just misunderstandings. A lot of times hurt feelings come up just because there's misunderstandings. It doesn't have to be catastrophic every time. So the fact that when I look at it, when people speak up to me, what I feel great about is that it gives me an opportunity to mend the relationship. If you don't speak up, you're not giving that opportunity to happen. You're trying to take things yourself and trying to bury them, and it doesn't work. It's, just, it's wishful thinking is what it is. It's like wishing something will magically go away and that you can bear the brunt of it and that the relationship can endure it. Um, okay, so also speaking up makes you personally a safer, more trustworthy person. Have you thought about that? You know, that it actually makes you somebody that, that people can trust more. Because how much more do you trust somebody that what you see is what you get? That you know that. You can really count on the fact that. The, I mean, how safe does it make you that you know that somebody's not harboring secret resentments? That if there's something bothering them, they will share that with you. It feels safe, doesn't it? Um, let's go to. I want to go to um, some scripture in here. I want to talk about, oh, before, actually, before I get to that, let's do, um, I want to ask you, what are some of the things that come up that are hard to speak up about? Betrayal. Betrayal. There's little things and big things, right? I mean, you can name, I, I wrote down some categories here. Um. And all of these are significant, and we're gonna kinda talk through each one of them and, how, and some of the ways to go about addressing some of these issues. One is, you've got this is, you've got ca- the one category, which is somebody is doing something that's bothering you, and there's not a right or wrong to it. It's just that there's different, or there's just different opinions about moral lines. There are many things that are irritating that there's no mor- moral issues or right or wrong. Sometimes we make moral issues out of things that aren't you know, it shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be messy. Well, there's not a moral question there, but some people like, everybody's got like varying degrees of what they're, what's acceptable for them as far as messy or neat goes. But these are things that people can get really upset with and read things into, you know, and you might have had that where you felt that way or felt that somebody has done that to you, where you don't care about me, you don't care about my feelings because you leave things messy all the time. Um or i mean there's all there's all kinds of things like clothing you know how that can be people have varying degrees some people f- have totally different ideas about what especially as christians some people have ideas about what's okay for how people dress and what's not okay especially in a dating relationship you can have differences on that music um whether you eat off of somebody's plate you know i mean there's just you know, think about it. The list just goes on and on. There's a ton of things that have nothing to do with like a right or wrong. It just is preferences. But these are still things that can cause a lot of problems and conflicts in relationships. One of the things that the Bible speaks about is the fact in, in Proverbs, we're not going to, I have a lot of scriptures on this that we're not going to go to, but that there's, a, there's glory in overlooking an offense. That in some minor things, it's just good to accept that we're different. You know, so you have to kind of take a look at what are the things that you're going to let go and be accepting about, because there should be a bunch of those. There really should. It's not like with this that everything that annoys you should be voiced. That's not what we're saying. Gosh, nobody would be able to, that would also be a difficulty with the relationship. But you need to be honest about what are the things that are, that are not really causing a difficulty and what are. Uh, there's another area. Uh, that I, That is when somebody's doing something's wrong, like m- a moral issue, and it's hurting you. And there can be varying degrees of that, like being late. You know, there's, mind you, that's not like a huge infraction, but if, you know, being late, there is, you know, it's not respectful of other people's time. So, or it could be something like lying or cheating or, you know, it could be being condescending or belittling or disrespectful or... You know, the list goes on and on and on, where there's something that somebody's doing that is not okay, you know, from a, right, from a right-wrong kind of standpoint, and it's hurting you personally. And then also there's another, there's another area where when someone's doing something wrong and it's hurting them or hurting somebody else. So we've got different ways of relating, but in all of these categories, it's possible that you can address these in a way that's for that person and for the relationship and for being closer to them. You can also, attr- so one of the things is is to be clear about your own motives because it's possible to address some of these issues with somebody where it's about judgment, it's about attacking, it's not about wanting to be closer Um, in the relationship. So one of the things before you speak up is to kind of check your own heart about what, what you really want. Do you want to punish somebody? Do you want to make them pay? Do you want to repay evil for evil? Or you just feel like it's something that's getting in the way and you would love to fix it. You'd like to make it better. Either for your relationship with them or for them. Sometimes you're seeing it should be something the Bible speaks very clearly. If someone you love is doing something that's hurting themselves, we should be speaking up about that. We shouldn't be silent and watch our friends just go down, you know, into uh, a path of destruction and not say a word. That's not really being a great friend to let that happen. Mind you, that part of this in the boundary issue, and this is why I wanted to kind of get into boundaries a little bit, but we're not going to go into a lot of detail, is understanding in all of this speaking up, a part before you even go into it is accepting the fact that it's up to that person what how they want to respond. We ha- It really helps your peace of mind before you speak up to somebody to be extremely accepting of the fact that they can tell you to go fly a kite. They can. I mean, they can, uh, you know, they can say... Don't want to do that, and it's their choice so it's important to to understand that going into this um, i want to go to there's a few scriptures that I want to hit uh in proverbs twenty seven um, proverbs twenty seven and verse six it says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So it's kind of interesting. There's, a, well, actually, in verse 5, it's kind of similar. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. So part of this is <clears throat> the fact that if you really are a true friend, that sometimes you, you need to say things that aren't going to feel good to somebody that, Um, to somebody that you love whereas oftentimes we have enemies that will kiss our butt and tell us whatever we want to hear to our face probably saying something completely different behind your back Um, let's go no actually let's go to um, Matthew 18 so we want to be clear about our motives and the overall thing of how because now we're going to kind of talk a little bit about how to approach things when you have a difficulty with someone, is overall the major thing, if you can keep this in mind, is the Bible speaks about that we want to be speaking the truth in love to one another. So it helps me to think when I want to check myself in how I'm approaching a matter, you know, I want to look at am I being truthful with someone that I love and am I being loving? Is it coming from a place and that's where the motives come in where I'm doing this because I love someone and am I being honest in, in what I'm um, sharing with them. So really, really caring about somebody, we're going to be speaking the truth in love. That's the guideline. So take a look at in your communication right now if you can take a minute to think about do you have a tendency to hold back on truth or do you have a tendency to hold back on love in your relationships. Which one might, because usually there's one that needs a little bit more work than the other. You know, how much are you speaking up if you're not speaking up that much? If you're kind of nicing things over a lot or glossing over things or, or being kind of, um, <clears throat> you know, holding back uh, from things? Or are you the kind of person that just blurts things out and there's no love in it and you're just, you know, like, I'll give you a truth. You, know, you need a wake-up call and that there's no love in that. So to take a look, because we want to be working on whichever one that we, that we have a hard time with. In Matthew 18, there's actually a formula in the Bible about how to approach people when they do things to hurt you. And in verse 15, it says, If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. So the first step, you'll notice, this is really important. Matthew 18, get very familiar with this in handling conflict. If you have a problem with somebody, it says you talk to the person. Guess what that says? You don't talk to everybody else about it. It's one of the things that's extremely destructive is talking to everybody else about your problem with someone and not the person. Have you ever had somebody do that to you? How's that feel? You know, it's just sort of like, wouldn't you have loved for somebody to just come to you and tell you to your face that there was an issue that you could work out instead of them venting it everywhere else? Matthew 18 says, any issue you have, go to the person, and your first step is just the two of you. Talk. If the person hears, which is what you want. You see how this is for relationship? It's awesome. How great is it when you go to somebody to talk about something that's bothering you, and they hear you and want to understand? Have you ever had somebody do that for you? You know, it says, oh, I didn't realize I hurt you. Oh, you ca- I care so much for you. I'm so sorry. I just totally didn't I understand how you could be hurt by the thing I said. I didn't mean it that way, but I do understand how that could feel really terrible. You know, and you are very valuable to me. I don't want you feeling minimized at all. Or what have you. Have you ever had that? As far as somebody taking care of your heart when you've brought something that's bothered you. And that's, that's the ideal in a relationship. We want If you've got safe people in your life, essentially they're going to be open to, to that. The thing that's going to happen when you do this cause, um, is it's going to bring the good people closer to you. And the bad people are going to go away. So your relationships c- could change and shift because you've got some people that do the thing where you say something and you go, well, that's, it's your fault because blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I, I didn't say that. I don't know where you got thinking that. That was just, you know, what do you got to get all <laughs> hurt for? Uh. <laughs> oh, keep forgetting we get podcasts. Um. <laughs> anyway so but the whole concept here is how much closer do you feel when somebody hears and receives what what you want to share with them so just between the two of you if he listens you have won your brother over in verse 16 but if he will not listen take one or two others along so that every matter may be established in the testimony of two or three witnesses so part of this is if you're having a difficulty with somebody that you care about and they're not hearing what you're saying, you're talking to them and they're saying, I don't do that and I don't, you know, it could be be a personal matter. It could be something that, you know, you care about somebody and you want them to get help and they're not hearing and they're in a destructive place in their life. The Bible says that the next thing, because we want to fight for closeness and for relationship, is to invite somebody else on. It could be, do you mind if we talk to... A counselor about this together or how about we you know talk to you, you just get somebody else in there where you can have a conversation and just say look it looks like we're not really hearing each other or something I, I just feel like this conversation isn't going anywhere and I want to be close to you and I want to fix this so how about if we get some help working this out that would be the next step to that Um. And then it says in verse 17, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to even the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Which, if you think about that, that's not like being hateful and mean. And, you know, there's no place in the Bible that it says that you treat a pagan or a tax collector like you throw rocks or call them names. Or, you know, let's all talk about how hideous that person is or what have you. But if you think about it, how would you treat somebody that's a that's a, that's a pagan or a tax collector, it's talking about this is not the person that you let in the deep part of your life. If somebody's not hearing you over and over and over again and won't, like, work on the relationship, you know, you, the Bible says to love everybody, but it's not that you're going to go tell them your deep, dark secrets and, you know, call, call them up when you need support or something like that. It's just that person, it's kind of coming into reality with the fact that that person's shut down and they're not changing. And part of this is we need to be in acceptance of the fact that people have free will. All we can do is do our part in the relationship to make things close. It sucks, guys. It really sucks when people walk away. You know, that people are just, you've talked to people and they're not wanting to resolve things and they're not wanting to be in reality and they leave a relationship. It sucks, you know. But part of this is, is being clear about how far we're able to go and then we've got to let it go, you know. And there's nothing you can do about that. God respects our free choices. We need to respect one another's as well. That means, so you see the pattern. We're not talking about being passive where you do nothing. Some people think that that's what honoring free will is. You don't speak up and you don't say anything a- at all to somebody and just go, well, they're just going to do what they're going to do and you don't even speak up. Have you, and that's, that's actually more controlling because you're making a decision before you even talk to somebody about it. Have you ever seen somebody do that? Oh, I know how they're going to react. Really? Have you tried it? You know, have you spoken up? You're making the decision for this person on how they're going to respond to what you have to say to them. That's controlling. As opposed to fighting for the relationship. Do you see that, are, are, is it starting to become clear that speaking up is fighting for the relationship? You know? Um, let's go to Proverbs 15 for another, this is how and speaking up that we're going to talk about. Proverbs 15. Oops. Bible's just got wisdom on every part of life. Pretty wild how that is. Uh, here we go. Proverbs fifteen and verse one. It says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouth of fool of the fool gushes folly. So one of the things in speaking up is, there's a few keys here that I want to talk about, but but you always start with gentleness. You know, it's not, and that doesn't, it's interesting because what happens is, and you can kind of see from the Matthew 18, when somebody's not hearing, that's when you start to escalate. You don't start off with, like, up in somebody's face, confrontational. You want the goal again is for relationships. You can say hard things with love. And we're going to talk about how to do that where you can say really difficult things but affirming that you want relationship and that you care. And escalate when the offense is been repeated and is more harmful. That's when you escalate things. There are times for confrontation. Jesus did it. Jesus called people, you know, said things, you're of your father, the devil. I I doubt he said that quietly and gently and softly. You're of your father, the devil. I don't think that that's probably how it came out of his mouth is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it came out, you are of your father, the devil. I bet you it came out maybe even way more intense than that. I bet you it was like, bam, you know, so... But I'm telling you, like, as people, the goal is, and it's still fighting for the person and for the relationship. It's still not meant to be punitive. Sometimes shaking people up wakes them up. Think about Peter when what happened with Jesus when he was like, oh, no, Lord, you know, you're not going to die. And then Jesus said, I don't want any part of you. You know, he's just like, oh, okay," And then it kind of woke him up to see this is I'm off base. You know, so there are times where out of love what you want to do because somebody's not heard, not heard, not heard, and then you just go, you got to wake up. You are out there, man. You are so far out. I love you, but you are psycho, man. You're just crazy. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting other people. You're hurting me. You're hurting your friends or whatever whatever it might be but coming from you got to check your heart that it's not about trying to punish or repay people that it really is it's not out of control it's coming from a place of love but clearly the the goal when with starting is is it's not something that is erupting out of you to have the difficult conversation um one of the things we're just um in Matthew 7 we're not going to go there it talks about in The plank in your eye, you know, that one. Actually, we'll just go there really quick. Matthew 7 and verse uh, 3. Because that one's cool. One of the things, too, another point in how to approach people in difficult things is to own your part. If there's any part you can own. Sometimes, maybe there isn't. It's not in every situation that you have something that you can take responsibility for. Sometimes it might be taking responsibility for not bringing it up earlier. Just saying I'm sorry. I was really a chicken and I apologize. It's been bothering me for a while and I'm I'm sorry. It's not fair to you that I've kept this, you know, inside for so long, but I'd like to talk to you about something. Um but if there's anything that ca- you can own, you want to own it. You don't want to come into th- come into it with this With this kind of mentality of, I'm all right, you're all wrong, period, like in a righteous sort of way. There could be an issue that it's possible that on that issue, they are all wrong and you are all right. That's possible. But we want to come into it with a humility and own anything that there is that we can own. In Matthew 7, in verse 3, it says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye, when the whole time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will clearly, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So, you can do this either in the conflict itself, if there's some part that you played in it, even if it's a smaller part. Maybe their part is huge. What they did to you was really bad, and and maybe your part was smaller, but but still own whatever small part that that you took. Like, I'm sorry I withdrew from you, and that was not how I should have responded. I should have spoken up and told you it was bothering me instead of retreating, or what have you. Whatever it is that you can own. If there is nothing in the current situation that you can own, then at least come into it with the understanding that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Like, any time that we walk into it, it's not we are the perfect People walking on a stick, and they're the one, the hideous, horrible people that need to be told a thing or two. Um, so there's just like a humility. In fact, in Galatians 6 and verse 1, it says, Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you might be tempted. So it, it's speaking about the fact that we should have humility in in the confrontations that we have. Now, I want to talk about a few just practical things that I think are helpful. Now that we have kind of the heart issues of how to approach difficult conversations, one thing is to affirm the relationship. It helps a lot to to start off telling the person, if you have something hard, how much you care about them. It, it Just that that's why you're even bringing it up. You know, I want to talk to you because you are really important to me. I cherish our relationship so much, you know, you, or whatever it happens to be, I... And I want to be close to you, you know, or I want to be closer to you. You start off with that with something like that, validating the relationship or validating them, even the things that you care about or the things that you value in in them. So that's one thing that can, um, and then and you can say outright that you're having the conversation specifically because you'd like to be closer. So that's kind of a way to open it. Uh, when you're having something hard to say. The second thing, if it helps, and if you feel like you need to, is you can tell them why it's hard or why you're afraid. It doesn't have to be their fault that you're afraid. You can just say, you know, I haven't spoken up a lot, and this is new for me. It could even be that. It doesn't have to be you're somebody that's just scary, and I can't talk to you. But it could just be, you know, "I, I need to practice this. And in fact... One of the things you want to do if you're not the greatest at speaking up is practice with people that aren't going to, that you most likely won't bite your head off. Pick some people to begin with that are probably going to be receptive and open to you and just practice on them. Because once you do it with a whole bunch of safe people where you know they're not going to, you know, rip you apart or attack you or they'll probably have a fairly decent outcome, it builds your confidence in saying, oh, Okay, I kind of get the swing of this and you start practicing because maybe the first few conversations aren't the greatest when you begin doing this. Maybe it's awkward, maybe you're not saying quite what you mean, maybe you're beating around the bush or what have you. So that's why it's a great idea to practice on people that you think um, would be the most receptive and are the safest people. Another thing that you want to practice is making requests of people. And that takes practice. Get in the habit of asking for what you'd like. And so when you do that, it's just stating your preferences, stating what would help you, stating what, help, what makes you feel better or what would make you feel closer. Rather than accusing and attacking, it helps a lot more to just say, I would feel so much more comfortable if, and fill in the blank. It would so help me to feel closer to you if you didn't give me advice all the time and you just heard me. You know, when I when I share a problem with you, if you just listened, that would fe- make me feel really close to you. I know you care about me, and I know you want to help, but what I would love from you is for you to just listen when I share something with you. You see, that's, a, that's making a request instead of saying, you're always trying to boss me around and give me advice, and I'm sick of it, and, you know, stop doing that. So making a request helps a lot. Um... Now, one of the things in, in practicing that is, again, getting yourself in the mindset that whatever you request, somebody has the power to say no. I'm not comfortable with that. I don't like that. That doesn't work for me. Or they could say it in a mean way, too. Uh, but it helps you mentally. It helps me mentally whenever I go into a conversation saying somebody could tell me to go fly a kite. Um, the fourth thing is when you're speaking, if you, can fo- if you can think about it, it helps bring bring you closer to share your feelings, not your judgments with somebody. So feelings are, are words that are actual emotions. It's not, I feel like every time I say this, you criticize me. That's not a feeling. A feeling is, I feel afraid, I feel happy, I feel what have you. The rule of whether it's a thought or a feeling is, if you can put the word... Um, yeah, think in there, then it's not a feeling. Like, I think happy, you know. I think you're always judging me. Um, So practice feeling words. So, and this is a good thing to approach somebody, is to say how you feel when they do something. So if somebody's doing something that you don't like, to say, "I I feel blank. Like, when you're late, I feel taken for granted. Or I feel taken for granted when you're late. Coming to get me. I feel, you know, um, uh, not valued. Things like that. So that would be, so th- think in terms of using the formula, when you blank, I feel blank. Or the other way around. I feel blank when you blank. Do you see what I'm saying? So one is the feeling. I feel blank when you blank. Um, yeah. So, one of the reasons, I think, too, that that we avoid having hard conversations is because we're afraid to hear no. And so part of this is playing it out when you're going into this, what would it be if this person said no to me? Because oftentimes we avoid things like, um, is our relationship serious? Are we going to go to the next level? Do you know what I, I mean? There's a lot, of, a lot of questions like that that you want to know, and it's driving you crazy, but... Instead of asking the question, you'd rather not because you don't really want to hear the answer or that it's only acceptable to hear the answer that you, that you want to hear. So what happens is, unfortunately, is you stay kind of frozen in this place of not being able to let go of the loss and move forward. So you've got something that's driving you crazy that you want really a whole lot, You know, like you want this so much in the relationship and it's not happening. But if you don't ask, it just sort of stays frozen there so it's so much better and so much healthier to prepare for that and get ready to let go of the loss to find out what the truth is and to grieve it and move on so in in conclusion, as far as this goes, I just wanted to give you a few things to sort of stir your thoughts. you thinking anybody thinking about conversations they could have? Um, I really want to just encourage you to to just try this wherever you're at if if for instance. You have not been doing it. You, you haven't been doing it at all. Pick some safe people and just start practicing this. I guarantee you it's going to make your relationships deeper and more meaningful. Also, it's just you're going to have better relationships in your life. You're going to have relationships that you feel safer with the people that you're in relationship with. Um, and that are deeper and more fulfilling. You're going to feel like you're more accepted and more seen for who you are, to speak up about those things. Um, but you also want to mentally prepare for the fact that there, you lose some people in, in relationships, that that's the truth. But the other time, if you don't, you're going to lose yourself. Because think of this, if you're avoiding, if you're spending your life not saying anything difficult because what, what you're doing then is you're relating to people in, in this way of, what do you need me to be? I'll be that. You're not being your real self. So you're losing who you are. That's huge. Think of the loss of that. To be running around going, you know, it, it's like you're this, you're, you're just this amoeba or something that's just not even who you are. You don't have your own voice. You don't have your own, you know, person desires, et cetera. It's just sort of a, like you're trying, you're like this moving target of trying to figure out with every person what's going to be okay with them instead of being who you are. So the the loss, if you really think about it, is so much greater. The people that are really for you are going to stick around. They're not going to run away on you. And that's the people that you want in your closest inner circle. You can get along with people that you can't speak up to, but they're going to be very distant relationships. You cannot have deep, close, intimate, fulfilling relationships with people that you can't share anything with. If, the, if it's not safe, if they're not willing to hear you, the relationship is going to be superficial, so just have it be that then. But find out. You know, if there's people that are, you're relating to like the, you're, you know, like they're your closest circle or not, you know, if people don't want to hear, then you relate to them like the tax collectors. Like, okay, well, how's the weather? You know, you go to barbecues together and talk about nothing. You know, but this isn't going to be the close inner circle. You don't have to treat them like pariah you know, like they're horrible human beings or anything, but just recognize like that the relationship is different than what you desired. Um, So let me pray. Heavenly Father, I feel really thankful that you did make us one of a kind, and that I just pray right now for every person to come more and more into being who you've intended them to be. Um, Lord, and that that you help all of us to have deeper relationships, one, that we can be really open and honest and that we can feel like we're fighting to be close and that we don't have falsehood be what the relationship's about, that we can only get along because we're kind of pretending we're something else or pretending things don't bother us. Um, I just pray for helping each person Here uh, to know that they're not alone in this, that you're with them and that you love each and every one of us and that you, Lord Jesus, really have so much understanding and compassion for what it's like to have people walk away. Um, I can't imagine, because you've did nothing wrong your whole life, that you were all love and yet people scorned you. But even you as a loving person, but you weren't a people pleaser, Lord. You you weren't an, an amoeba. You know, you were all love, but you spoke up, and you spoke up for, the, for things for people, not against them. Um, Lord, so help us to be more like you and more like your example, knowing that you will be with us in it and that you desire for us to have deeper, closer, more meaningful relationships, Lord. Um, so I pray for these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.